What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex. This is episode 216 on this Biden Harris victory. Wow, you guys. Let me just introduce Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. Lincoln, you are in California. I am in California. I saw the beginning of them winning in New York and more of them now here in California. Oh my gosh, we have to talk about this election real quick. How and what were you guys doing? What Saturday was such a treat, I think, in so many ways. The celebrations were going on around the country. People were literally dancing in the streets. Around How? the globe. Did you hear around the, 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 globe? the chimes that they did in Paris? Um, it, yeah, around the world. I felt like it was a really elongated climactic orgasmic come shoot that we all needed to happen it was very tantric it was like no no election day is not just tuesday we're just going to make you wait 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 and to happen on a beautiful day around the the world which seemed like weather was amazing was a beautiful orgasm to this finish how did you feel about it jeremy i was like in shock and awe and i was just so happy and relieved and uh i have a few family members that voted in the other way and oh loved kind of rubbing it in their face to be honest <laughs> did you actually rub it in their face of course i did i have a gay cousin that uh voted for that orange thing i remember you talked about yeah. that gay cousin and it's so weird because one of the stories i was going to bring up to you that i nixed because i thought you know we don't need to talk about that is all of these lgbtq or mainly gay republicans or gays for trump that mm-hmm. i just can't really fathom but yet i know they exist because i believe the stories that i read about them and here yeah. you on our own show have somebody that it's one thing if you just said a family member but a gay cousin who i understand is younger correct yeah i mean he's like 24 years old what is his reasoning behind that i really don't know i mean he's an architect and i don't know if he believes that trump may get him to pay less taxes and keep more money i have no idea but i don't really so he makes over four hundred thousand a year wow he's really successful i know right he definitely doesn't (laughs) oh my god that is a whole thing to unpack. I am glad that you did rub it in his face. Of Very course. cool. <laughs> Lincoln, I know, talk a little bit about, I know you're in California and mom, I we've am. talked about it on the show. We want to check in with that. Has it been a little, has your moods been up and down? Like in one sense, you know, obviously super excited. And then obviously having to go back to mom who tell us, update I, us. I can't win. I, I just like so many people this year. So I'm certainly not, I know I'm not alone and I'm not complaining. I'm just sharing. But um, yeah, I, I was all over the news from Tuesday to Wednesday, Wednesday to Thursday. I'm a news junkie and I've really yep. hated the news in the past four years. So to see hope and to see numbers and math and people with intellect and the odds and and I'm so proud of the way the vote was handled. I mean, every single state went by the rules as much as you know we it wasn't perfect but it Mm -hmm. seems like it was so well done and um you know i'm learning more and more 
about our democracy and about the way the vote is handled. And did you know that most states do a recount anyway? So when they say we're having a recount, like over half of the states do a recount automatically. It's part of their system. So and when they do a recount, yeah, isn't that crazy? Like that's what I mean by I'm learning and I I love learning about our democracy democracy. done right and about you know so much and um and by the way when they recount the (laughs) average difference in a recount is 400 votes throughout the years so when they do recount it's about four to eight hundred that they're off one way or another that they may be yeah yeah yeah. it's not like twenty five thousand, which is why demanding a recount when you're twenty five thousand away from winning is a little ridiculous so (laughs) right I woke up on Saturday morning and my my mother was unresponsive in California and I was on the phone with a doctor and a nurse and her blood pressure was very, very, very low. And it just pulled it all out of me that the whole day I was just dumb because oh. even because so, so I went to the gym and I tried to work out and I said, OK, I'm just going to go to California and literally, I'm I'm Googling where to get a COVID test before I leave while people started yelling, screaming. And I couldn't even be present to it because I was trying to book a flight and get a dog. And I, yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade because this really is a time for celebration. And yeah. at the same time, it's the middle of a friggin' pandemic. And I yes. think it's ridiculous to be out on the streets with strangers. I did have some people... I. You know, I had some people that invited me down to Stonewall and stuff. And my very good friend, Melvin, who's a a listener of the show and loves this show. So I'm glad I get whenever I get to say his name, I always get excited because he loves our podcast like crazy. He came and picked me up with Peter and we were actually able to drive around New York City and watch people's reaction without being in it. Nice. And, and it was beautiful. And then we drove back to my house and we all watched both speeches, which, you know, it, it was such a weird weekend because I would start crying because I was so happy and then realize I was actually crying because I'm worried about my mom and then start crying because a black woman is our vice president and then start crying because my mother can't even real, really realize that that's what's happening. It's just, it's been a... a it's been a, a 48 hours. A roller coaster, so, yeah. Yeah, I got on a plane in Newark, New Jersey on Sunday. Again, the flight packed. No center seat empty. People pulling down their masks to eat their food. And and, uh, and then um, instead of, I, I live about 45 minutes out away from SFO. There are no flights into Oakland direct. They're all into SFO. And I actually rented a car to drive to my mom's house because I didn't want to take BART and I didn't want to trust an Uber. Right. So to sit in a car with a stranger for an hour to get to Concord, to get to Concord Walnut Creek. So it's just been, you know, I'm really happy. I'm now digging deep into what Giuliani is doing and what they're saying and, and all of that. So it will all flush out. But I got to say the fact that there's now a plan for COVID, I don't know if you guys have seen the Biden transition website, but they broke it into four parts. The the new administration is going to go after COVID um, equity, uh, like black lives matter, COVID, the economy, 
and one other thing that I can't remember right now. But so I'm just glad that there's organization. And more than anything, I'm glad that there will be a dog back in the White House. Biden has two dogs. They're rescue dogs, which is even more awesome. And I can't wait to to see the tradition of, of our politics back at the forefront. Very exciting. I hear you. Absolutely. It was such a celebratory day. I had so much fun just basking in it all. Um, you know, let's get into some hot gay sex topics. And one of them was gay bars actually stepped up, uh, two of them in particular. One where you're at in San Francisco, the Eagle San Francisco, and they held these places where you could vote. So Metro Source reported on this and it was, I loved it. It said, let's not mince words. The year 2020 can cram it with hot sauce, they write. We are so over the pandemic and the bitter politics that have divided us during these past several months. It's enough to drive us to drink. Unfortunately, our favorite bars are closing at an alarming rate. But two sacred queer spaces recently experienced a patriotic makeover. We're already standing at attention just thinking about it. Buddy's Bar in Houston, Texas, transformed into a political place to meet the surging demands of the civic-minded citizens in the hotly contested landscape of Harris County. And their model on Election Day was vote in front, party in the back. So versatile. We love it. Um, and that we're all very excited about the whole process, exclaimed the owner, Chris Berry. It's been wonderful. The reception has been overwhelmingly positive. The poll workers are excited. There's a lot of great energy. And then um, the Eagle has always been a place to bring the community together as well. So being a a polling place is part of our mission, explained owner Alex Montiel. Um, Nuzzled suggestively in a prominent musky crevice of the Soho Soma neighborhood, the Eagle features decor that is rugged, and they had an election party where you could vote, hang out. I just think it's so important to that. Do you think, Jeremy, that our all of us there was a record number of people that voted? If you make it available for the masses, for everybody, for people in our LGBTQ world, Jeremy, do you think that people will come out and vote like they have in these bars? I do. I think it's really helpful. And I think it's important to do such a thing. And I think making it accessible and known that you have the right to vote and just getting your voice heard is so important. And I think it's excellent that establishments do that. And, uh, create that environment that feels like a safe space as well. Absolutely. And and Lincoln, what do you think about this? Because, you know, so many of our bars are closing, unfortunately, and there is so much at stake. Even when Biden and Harris are official in January, they've got a a major, more than a laundry list of things that they have to implement. You were just talking about COVID as their number one, which is so necessary. But The Trump administration has done so much to set our LGBTQ rights, mainly a lot for the trans community, but for a lot of us, that it's great to see like bars like this. Bars used to be about community, communing, and not just for drinking, for a lot of things. So I think it's refreshing. What do you think, Lincoln? I love it. I think that the Eagle, um, first of all, the Eagle in New York is my community center in New York City. There is no 
if and or but about it. I love our center down um, uh, in the West Village, but it's very much about AA meetings and CA meetings. And um, there's not a lot of, it's not like the Eagle to me. So I've always called the Eagle in New York, my community center. I love that they're doing it here in San Francisco because the Eagle here in San Francisco is like 80% outside. Right. So there's a huge backyard. There's a huge, you know, that most of the bar is outside and we are still in the middle of a pandemic. You know, when I, when I say that, you know, the voting went off without a hitch and it sounds like everything's being counted, right. Standing in line for five hours is not efficient or going off without a hitch. We have a lot to do with our voting system. And I think Stacey Abrams is going to rise to the top to help change that. And the first thing, she, and 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 the other thing I wanted to say, Stephen, Biden and Harris have a lot to do. We all have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. You know, when Obama got elected, he said, "I did not do this. You did this, and I cannot do this alone. We all have to do this." And he invited everyone to do some community service in one way, shape, or another. I think we're back there again. I think that everyone needs to try and either become more politically active in any way they can, no matter what side of the fence you're on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We need to be more involved. It's our democracy. Absolutely. 100% agree. Well, you know, as we were all celebrating Saturday, I was also looking forward not only to the Biden-Harris speech, which was amazing. I watched Kylie Minogue, like I was telling you offline. I was having a dancing party with our other co-host, Cody, it was a lot of fun, and but I wanted to watch Saturday Night Live. As you can imagine, their opening skit featured um, just an amazing skit with Alec Baldwin, of course, and it was just so much fun. I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but no. I'm curious to know, Dave Chappelle was the host, and he's been getting some backlash, and I saw it, and I'm curious to know what you guys think. He made a joke. He said a lot of things in his opening, but he made a joke that about Freddie Mercury and AIDS, which did not go over very well. The comedian hosted Saturday's episode of the sketch comedy, and he won some praise, like I said, for his commentary on race, the coronavirus and Donald Trump. But he had an insensitive, outdated and offensive joke about AIDS as lodged in the minds of LGBT plus viewers, Chappelle mocked Donald Trump for contracting COVID-19 in October, saying it was hilarious. Then he goes, Trump getting coronavirus was like when Freddie Mercury got AIDS. Nobody was like, well, how did he get it? And I remember watching it on the repeat or just out later and I was almost stunned and shocked and wondering, wait, did he just say what I, did he just talk about AIDS and how Freddie Mercury got it? Because obviously Freddie Mercury slept with men back in that day and got it. How insensitive do you think that is, Jeremy, to, to say something? Or do you think it's just outdated? I mean, I just think it's too left field and I don't wish Corona on anyone, even Trump. and. I uh, just don't think that it's also a very valid comparison. And yeah, they're completely different on how you get them. When we, yeah, very ignorant comment. And not funny. If you had seen the response, there weren't a lot of people laughing. No, there I, weren't. I I did watch it right after, as soon as I could, and 
And I love the opening. And by the way, just side note, the opening of Saturday Night Live, that happened three hours after Biden and Kamala spoke, and they had Kamala's outfit down. Did you catch they that? They did. It they was like three hours word. after the speech. How is that possible that they You had... know, they got a little inside word. <laughs> I wonder. Um, I do think that the joke was outdated. I also thought Dave Chappelle was really nervous, which he said, I'm really nervous. Really? Um, I thought he seemed uh, unresponsive, almost... He had a cigarette in his hand. He looked yeah. kind of off and like, almost like he didn't care to me. Not yeah. nervous, but interesting that you got nerves out of that. Well, he said he was nervous. Okay. And, I, and he, I could tell he was very, he seemed to me very shy. You know how some people get nervous and they get shy? Like he wasn't owning the stage and to be the host. But he wrote that joke, which is so yeah, outdated. Totally. Yeah. I just thought, oh, that was... It made me, I was talking to a friend of mine later the next day and she was like, oh, he's been off for a while. <laughs> so I was like, really? Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, he might be off my list for quite some time. <laughs> for sure. Well, let's just report on uh, last week's poll when we asked people, are you looking forward to the revamped and relaunched Playgirl magazine making a comeback? And every it was a unanimous, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, all right, guys. <laughs> um, sh should porn stars like Quinn Query and Rocky Vallarta, and since we reported, there's been a few others who've come out, um, who have spoken, tweeted out on COVID, being COVID exhausted. Should We asked, should they be blocked for their irresponsible remarks? Um, most of you said absolutely, but there, were, there was a small percentile said, no, they can say what they want. And... Our final question, did Lady Gaga miss the mark on her election poll PSA directed at flyover states looking like rednecks? Uh, yeah, unanimous, missed the mark. So, sorry, guys. <laughs> that was our poll. We'll be doing a poll on this week's topic, so I want to get into it. Um, you know, in New Mexico, Roger Montoyo was running for the GOP. So the GOP failed in its attempt to derail the campaign of Roger Montoyo by dredging up his history in gay porn. So th this New Mexico Democrat triumphed in his race in House District 40, besting Republican opponent Justin Salazar. Um, despite the attacks, the 59-year-old politician pledged to work across the aisle when he assumes office as I prepare to serve in the New Mexico State House of Reps, I pledge to build bridges with my colleagues, regardless of political divide. Montoyo faced pressure to drop out of his campaign last month after allegations from a right-wing media source, Pinon Post, that he engaged in unprotected sex in multiple gay films using the name Joe Savage and Eric Martinez. And in a response statement, Montoya confirmed that he had appeared in two adult films as a 22-year-old struggling college student and dancer in L.A. nearly 40 years ago in a very different time and climate. And he's quoted as saying, I'm not proud of that choice as I was young and naive, but those experiences helped me to understand the exploitations young people face. Montoya stated, those experiences do not reflect who I am and they are insignificant in the scope of my life's work. Yet, they helped inspire in 
my dedication to my community and the work I do to make sure that youth have opportunities, support, and confidence. And he's been a really big community activist as he was diagnosed, I was reading in another article, in 1985. He was a professional dancer in New York, and he became HIV positive. And since then, he's been, he's held several different uh, community He's like a community activist for the HIV community. He speaks out for them. He has classes on being HIV positive. And more recently, he's been doing a lot of work with youth in his community. I mean, we're probably going to see a lot of this as the Biden-Harris victory. But Jeremy, what do you think? I mean, should somebody be bringing up someone's gay past, porn past, 40 years ago? Should that even matter today no i agree with him i believe it's insignificant and i mean it's just like a a very blip on the radar of his life and what has taken place and i just think it's like irrelevant and a waste of time to even like speak on when it comes to someone's repertoire and what do you think about today if, you know, we hear so much more back then, 40 years ago, you would never have heard from someone like him, a porn star, speak out. Nowadays, not always good, like we reported on in our poll, mm-hmm. but there are some that we love on this show that we always talk about, Boomer Banks comes to mind, mm-hmm. that are doing such positive things. And do you think that somebody like a Boomer Banks, for example, who's does great porn, but also as an activist, do you think he could, like the world would be ready for somebody like that to run for office? Would he be accepted? I mean, I don't necessarily think so, but I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. It, It's an, uh, I, I don't know. I think that it's a possibility. I really think because of our previous president, anything can happen. And yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I mean, people are, we, you know, we had a president that was talking about grabbing women by the vagina. Come on, let's be serious. Uh, right? Yeah. I well, think it depends no on what the experience pos- whatsoever. What was that, Jeremy? Right. Like no political experience whatsoever. So exactly. This guy, Robert Montoya, has had years of developing his political spectrum and legacy and it's mm-hmm. everybody has some sort of past but last i checked it's not illegal to do porn i don't know lincoln what are your thoughts on all this no and, i think and... it depends on what he would be running for you know he oh, might boomer, be yeah. For, boomer yeah boomer you're talking about. It, well, boomer or yes or whoever else joins you know like i just said we all need to be more politically active if that means someone wants to run for office in a district that they know what those people are going through and they can make significant change, it doesn't care what they did in their past because they have a platform and a mission and an intention to make change that's better for all of us, that's right. better for the greater good, which is the point. I mean, I know we all lost the focus of that over the past four years, but if we're not doing stuff for the greater good, and only for our own pocketbook that that's very 
2020, I think. Well, then to your point, I think this Roger Montoyo did exactly what he got involved, has been involved. That's why I think he won. It's quoted as saying here, Montoyo is a community organizer, right there, community organizer and co-founder of Moving Arts Española, a youth center that focuses on the arts, music, and dance. Well, he was a former major dancer, so and he's a painter now. Montoyo is HIV positive. Like I said, he was diagnosed in 89 as a professional dancer in New York, and he now helms HIV education classes. He was a CNN hero as well in 2019 for his work. So I think to your point, this is somebody that used his story where he came from Mm -hmm. being a dancer, being an artist, getting HIV positive and turned it around, got involved in his district of New Mexico. He's not running right now at all. He's 59, I believe they stated for president. But, you know, there's all sorts of ways to get involved on the smaller community level Mm -hmm. on the and you can make a difference. And it sounds like he did exactly what you're talking about, Lincoln, is getting involved. But that is for issues that are about his story and how he could help being a young, at the time, HIV positive person and how he could teach people. I think that's kind of good. We got to shout out to people like that. I think it's nice. Uh, okay, let's move on. I'm curious to know what you think of this. And then we have another story about uh, out-of-the-park sex, which I cannot wait to get to. <laughs> Our last two stories here. But there's a story right out right now that we'll begin with. Narcissists watch more porn than anyone else. All right, here we go. And this is a recent story, too. And I thought it was – I had to keep checking the date of when this was written and when the video of – this all came out because I thought, well, aren't we all watching porn and at this particular time? But anyways, it goes, do you find yourself ditching dates and shags in favor of your right hand? Well, you could be a a fucking narcissist. That's according to Dr. Romani (laughs) Dervasula, a clinical therapist who specializes in narcissistic behavior. In a recent video, she explained the correlation between pornographic consumption and narcissistic behavior and why these types of people are drawn to digital sex over that in real life. The architecture of narcissism fits well with what pornography delivers, she tells Men's Health. One of the core deficits in narcissism is a deficit in the capacity for intimacy. For narcissistic individuals, relationships largely serve as a tool to regulate their self-esteem, and so their relationships aren't really about love, reciprocity. Oh, I can never say that word. Reciprocity. (laughs) Thank you. Respect or mutuality, but rather with the narcissist getting what they want and need from another person. I don't know, Jeremy, you watch a lot of porn, and given that you're probably managing your time with covid but you watched a lot of porn before and you still would get together with people and i've been with you when a time when you were really open to having a relationship do you think your porn consumption makes you a narcissist i don't i mean i don't i I don't really believe that that statement but i guess it maybe it's been proven in certain cases but i I think that the consumption also, I mean, imagine the times that we're in where a lot of people are not getting together in general. So, I mean, then how would that factor into these 
I guess, statistics or whatever information basing it off of. I just don't uh, find it validated, really. And I I definitely don't think that it would be, I don't consider myself in that specific group or category just because I, I think my consumption is the same as it was before. And it doesn't really change based off of like where I'm at personally with myself. I agree with you. I think it's a weird time that this would even come out. And I, like I said, I double checked and clicked over to the video where this therapist was talking about, and it was like literally last week. So this wasn't new, this wasn't old where Mm -hmm. it was during the pandemic. So I thought, what, that was my first thought. Like, why would it, why would somebody be asking about this or talking about this at this particular time when, part of being safe in COVID is abstaining and not having multiple partners. And yeah, I would say my porn consumption is probably the same, if not a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And in celebration, I did get together. I think I've talked a little bit about this one person that I've seen during COVID that we've checked on each other's status and he's the only person. And we did, I carried from Kylie Minogue to the, Biden Harris victory to going to the Eagle with Cody. I did see this person and had pretty awesome sex. And it's interesting because he had a, a family brunch the next morning and said, would it be okay if I stayed over and showered? And I said, sure. And we had great sex. We're not ever, I can already tell. And I think he's already can tell we're not looking we, we really he's really nice and respectful we have great sex it is kind of one of those fuck buddy situations i think we genuinely like each other but it's not ever going to turn into a relationship mm-hmm. and but i didn't mind him spending the night in fact because i i think he's a nice guy as well i thought sure and we cuddled a little bit until i got hot and then i had to like go to the other side of the bed mm-hmm. but So I don't know if that was a lack of intimacy or, but it was, I was willing to, if I was really only about the sex, I would have kicked him out immediately. And I think I genuinely actually like him. So fuck off therapist. I don't know. Uh, Lincoln, what are your thoughts when you hear this? Well, I do think that masturbation, if, have you guys been on the website called your brain on porn? No, it's like an egg they show, right? Yeah, like look at it sometime because I do think that if you look at porn over and over and over again, it can warp your mind and limit how your expectations when there's actually a person in front of you. It's kind of like way back in the day when I was in therapy and I was in a very different relationship, my therapist taught to me about how, well, when you're single, you have complete control of your sexual activity. You can go out and find sex. You can have sex with multiple partners. You can have mm-hmm. sex the way you want to have sex. Um, and and like you just said, Steve, and get out of my bed if you're not, I don't want to cuddle. I just right. want to be alone now. So when you have a committed monogamous relationship, you could feel like you're missing out or you could feel like you're not get as satisfied as you are with the variety that you have when you're single Or when you're watching porn and one minute you're in a four way and the next minute you're with some short guy and the next minute you're with a, you know, like that, that does warp our mind kind of like doing 
drugs and then having sex. I, I've, I've had a lot of people that have had issues with crystal meth and they have told me how it stretches the rubber band. And then once they get sober, it's like, it doesn't work anymore. Like, yeah. and it takes time for them. I'm not saying it's over forever. I'm simply saying it takes time for them to train themselves back. So yeah, I do I just, think, I don't call that narcissistic. It's part of, it's part of it. Right. I don't know. I agree. I wish you would. They would have addressed it more. And I really looked for this, and maybe they did on the time frame that we're in. And porn is one thing. We all have to kind of get off on some way. And I'm touched every time I get a lot of emails. We've had them on the show before. There's a lot of virtual classes that are being given. MMXNYC.com is one of them. They have things like the Bait Coach, which instruct you to ta like use tantra which is a good way of the opposite of the rubber band effect that you're talking about because it's about right. energy there's one that i might take uh it's a series starting wednesday about it's yoga based it's going to be virtual given by this mmx crew about self-sucking and they said even if you don't get there you'll learn how to elongate your back and apparently they say in this class description it's not about having the biggest dick self-sucking interestingly huh. enough so it's about different kind you would know a little bit about this lincoln because you teach pilates and so i mean do you know about self-sucking I'm, well i'm all about extension but i've never really put it under <laughs> that <heavy. laughs> well it's curious I, we then we got to ask you because you said this offline and in this pandemic it's actually worked in your favor, Lincoln, in a lot of ways. A lot of couples, whether it's celebrities, I keep up with a lot of different celebrities or things. The pandemic has Cuomo Brown broke up with his fiance after 10 years. So even in our LGBTQ, you actually moved in with your partner, Peter, who we love, Correct. and are not feeling that you actually have come together and you were telling us how you've been having mind blowing partners we out of the park been, sex, sorry, out of the park. Really, sex. Right. We really, it, you know, I don't want to jinx it. So let's not. Okay. All right. It, we're not. I, I, I have to say it's been um, really one. I mean, Peter and I sex life has always been really good and we've always had fun, but there's something lately that, the consistency of it feels very hot to me. Um, we He did come out to California with me to see my mom about a month ago, just for five days. And we got to like play around in the backyard. It's still my mom's house. So doing it in the house felt weird. Yeah. But uh, doing adventure, I mean, you know, I, right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally yeah. getting, yeah. But like that was, sec and then I got home and I, um, I go to this really great massage therapist that it's in his home. He had COVID at the very beginning. Um, I feel very safe with him, but I haven't gotten a, a massage in like seven months. You know what I mean? Because uh, I need who gets one. A massage? Yeah. And I talk to him. He's like, I will do everything I can. He's been seeing clients and I got a massage and it completely extended all my muscles again that I felt back in my body. And four days later, I was like, Peter, we're going to have a black party Saturday night. We're going to start at around seven. We're going to put great lighting throughout the house. 
We did no porn. It was all lighting and music and him and I, a little bit of pot, a little here and there. And we played until almost three o'clock in the morning. And we had such wow. a genuinely, and it wasn't like, I love you. I love you. You know, it wasn't right. goofy. Right. It wasn't like, it was just sexy and it was intimate imaginative. And- yeah. And it was intimate and it was like trying different things. And I actually, I, I don't want to go too far, but I was, <laughs> I, it was just really fun. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Well, keep it up, keep it up. Report back when you want. I love it. I'm glad <laughs> that's happening. You know, I just want to shout out to a guest I had on last week on Tags Live, Brian Bennett, who in this pandemic came up with the Porta Glory. It's a portable glory hole. He's actually giving one to me, and it goes into okay. your door, and he can customize them for you. It's so cool. And he thought of it in this pandemic when he read a New York Health recommendation that you can still have sex. And the New York Health document actually stated perhaps sex between walls. Well, what does that mean? (laughs) Glory holes, right? Because so I had this whole idea where I want it in my bathroom. And I if I'll have somebody over, they can come up. I'll say go right into the bathroom. You'll see the portal glory. Just go underneath. They can wash their hands. And I'll seal it on the bottom because you can seal it down there. Then we can have fun. And this way they're not in my apartment roaming around, right? I have control of them. When we're done, they could shower. I could put out a nice towel for them. They could wash their hands again. And I'll go behind my curtain in my bedroom and they can leave and... It's a great time to be had by all. So Porta Glory, it's you can go to portaglory.club and get 20% off if you just mentioned Tag's podcast. He's giving us a discount. I think it would be a great Christmas present. I think you need one, Lincoln, to continue your black party. As I'm a, in. All right, all right. <laughs> I love it. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Congratulations to the United States of America. Let's hope yes. the drama subsides a little bit, but brace yourself, you guys. I think it's going to be a bumpy ride as we head, but we can do it. We can do it. Jeremy Ross Lopez, thank you so much. Of course. Always a pleasure. Yep. You can follow Jeremy at J Ross Lopez on Instagram. Lincoln, continue to have be with your mom. Our thoughts and prayers are with yeah, you. Sure. I appreciate that a lot. You can follow him at Mad Lincoln on Instagram, but also follow his protein bakery, which is at Protein Bakery. Thanks, you guys. A lot of fun. Let's keep trudging along here. Definitely. Yeah. Continue to be safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands, but keep it sexy like Lincoln. (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye.